Hey, this is Brandon Ludwig, and you're listening to Beam Me Up, starring Kenny Scott Guffey, Brian Labuda, Joe Piazza, and Trevor Lasseur. Yes, it definitely has. So tell us about Boone. Where did you draw that inspiration from? Oh, man. So Boone has been, uh, it's been a long time coming. So a lot of people have asked me, uh, you know, the same question you just asked, Scott. They've asked me, where did this draw inspiration from? Um, so Daniel Boone, uh, which is the, who the film is about, he he is one of my personal heroes. Um, he actually, he helped found the, the state that I actually lived in, in Kentucky. Um, he, the man lived an extraordinary life. He had so much going on. Uh, a lot of his, um, I guess you could say a lot of his stuff was fabricated. Uh, you know how legends are passed down through time. Um, but a lot of his, uh, a lot of his other stuff was true. I mean, the man had a very extraordinary life. I've always been fascinated with his life. Um, he was, I mean, Daniel Boone was a man and no pun intended there, uh, paying homage to the Fez Parker TV show I watched as a kid. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Daniel Boone was great, man. Um, you know, uh, this this film was inspired. I, I seen a movie uh, which I think a lot of people have recently uh, seen or may have seen in the past. Um, it's it's a film with Leonardo DiCaprio called The Revenant, um, which I know you're familiar with. Of course. Um, so The Revenant really helped draw a lot of inspiration because it was it's very similar in story. Um, it's it's based on the life of Hugh Glass. Uh, early American frontiersman, much like Daniel Boone was, and some of the crazy hardships that he had to endure in his lifetime. And it's just a, it's an amazing story. Daniel Boone had an amazing life. Uh, so yeah, it's just a real honor to be able to uh, play one of my, one of my personal heroes. That is awesome. So let's talk about production. Any set stories that you want to share? I know that you broke your collarbone. I know that. Yes. Yeah, I totally, uh, so yeah, if you actually, whenever people see the flick in the last scene, there's like this epic battle and I actually am thrown. Well, I can't, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but long story short. Yeah. I actually broke my collarbone, um, while we were filming this and it actually, it still makes noise to this day. It's, it still pops every time I move it the wrong way. 
Um, but yeah, I, I totally, I crashed down after uh, Jeremy Boggs gives me an epic slam and uh, yeah, I, I break my collarbone for real. And you know, we, I felt something was weird. I felt something slip and I was like, hmm. Um, cameraman looks to me, he's like, you want to keep going? I was like, yeah, man, of course. I was like, this looks awesome. I'm, I'm not slowing down. So we ended up filming through the entire thing with me with a broken collarbone. So like <laughs> later that night, uh, probably like 12 PM, you know, around the hours of the morning, I get up cause I'm hurting so bad. I end up going to the ER. Uh, they check me out and they're like, yeah, dude, you, you have fractured your clavicle. So <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. that was, uh. It was totally worth it, though. You know, I told a lot of people, um, if I had to do it all over again, totally would. Wouldn't change a thing. You know, you, you very much remind me of Teddy Roosevelt. Um, I don't know if you remember. He was speaking and was shot. And he spoke. He continued yes. speaking for an hour. And then he went to the hospital when he was done speaking. <laughs> that's hey, totally man, Jake. Look, when that's there's that. a job that's got to be done, you got to <laughs> do it. So, yeah, I'm... I am totally, I know what he, what you mean to me. I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying I'm as great as Teddy Roosevelt ever was, but I totally, I, I get where he's coming from, so. So you did a majority of the editing yourself. What was that like? Hell. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so anyone who, who knows anything about editing, it is a huge, cantankerous process. Uh, it's just very tedious. I have actually went through several different renditions of this film itself. Um, I remember the original, whenever I was running it by some of my partners who worked on this with me, I was watching it. And, you know, the more I watched it, the more I watched it, the more I watched it, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I hate this opening to the film. Let's, let's, I'm done. Let's, let's cut it and start over. And everybody's like, are you kidding me? I mean, cause at this point, I mean, God, we're like, we're like a, three quarter of the way into the movie and you know i'm just like you know start over but you know i'm i'm really glad that i did because i think overall it makes a much solid cut for the theatrical release now i had some people ask me oh you're gonna do a director's cut on this are we gonna get to see i don't really know if boone is necessarily worth a director's cut to see that footage that was lost as so much opposed to, I think I said everything that needs to be said in the theatrical. But, you know, I, I'm still open to it. I mean, um, we may even release some of the deleted scenes or something or like an alternate opening or, you know, something like that in the film. Um, but, yeah, most definitely, I, I'm pleased with the way it turned out. And, you know, I, I hope people will be able to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed making it. Absolutely. I love the fact that... Uh we're doing this for the show and we kind of have to pretend like we don't talk every five minutes. So yeah, I know. We gotta pretend like that, you know, we're just, uh, yeah, for all those uh, of you listening, uh, Scotty here is actually like one of my very best friends and we talk like every single day. So, I mean, we we're texting back and forth. He's helped me work on this project specifically and we've got a few others in the pipeline. But, yeah, Scotty's one of my best friends. And it's kind of odd that, you know, when one of your best friends is interviewing you, too. So it's right. It's kind of funny. But, you know, you know, I, I enjoy his podcast. <laughs> and I enjoy his show. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, very eager to always, you know, work with him on anything that I can do. Me, me too. Like, I, I realize, like I said, I, 
I was actually texting you the other night and I said, I realized that one day I texted you and the conversation just never ended. <laughs> like, it's just been a constant. I love it. I love that so much. Like, yeah, I, uh, but we do that like every day though, man. Like, he I know he will text me. He's like, good morning, bro. What's up, bro? And then like, before I know it, one of us is like, oh, this conversation one of us goes to bed and then we just start over the next day so, yeah but I mean, like we start out talking really and there's like a yeah there's like a uh there's there's like a um transition period throughout the day like we start with the morning greetings and then like come the memes and whatnot and then like we get down to business and you yeah. know it's just it goes and goes yeah, you know you know you've got a real friend whenever he sends you uh sends you memes like throughout the daily uh, just <laughs> enough you know whenever you're having something go on there in the day oh let's see what did scotty text me oh my god yeah so you you know you know you've got a a friend for life whenever they're sending you like terrible memes that just are so my favorite they're they're so terrible that literally you cannot help but laugh (laughs) the worse they are the more i'm like I gotta send this to Jake. I'm like, I got to. Yeah, yeah, that, and like for people listening, that is actually his mindset. It, so. really, it really is. It totally is. So, okay, so <clears throat> the film's premiere is at Somerset Cinemas Eight in Somerset, Kentucky. Do you want to talk about how that came about? Yeah. So, um, I have a friend who actually had kind of helped orchestrate that and make that happen. Um. You know, we were talking, and uh, he's like, you know, we should do a premiere. He's like, I got some contacts. I know the booker down there, and, and you know, we should we should totally get that up and rolling. And uh, you, you can know, drop the veil. They know it. They know it's me. You can drop the veil. It's okay. It's okay. Drop the veil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scotty's Scotty's the man. But anyways, yeah, we got that booked, and we got that uh, ready to go. And you know, now it's playing. And we're having opening night premiere. We're going to have uh, all of the cast and crew um, that are going to be available to make it down. Um, you know, we're going to have a, uh, a photo session with a little red carpet there going on. So people, um, yeah, come down, get your photo taken. And the film's going to be playing the rest of the week too. But opening night, um, as you know, if any any of you have ever been to a con or a, a film premiere, there's something magical about the opening night with the premiere, and you've got your cast there. And, yeah, you've got like your red velvet ropes and stuff out, and it's it's just really fun to be there, and it's really great to be a part of something like that with so many talented people and so many just fantastic you know actors and actresses who I I was graced with their presence for them to be a part of this project, and I am so glad I got to meet and work with each and every one of them. I think everyone plays their roles exceptionally well. It's like this these roles are specifically written you would think for these people how well they play them um you know everybody except for my ugly mug up there <laughs> but um you know i'm uh, i'm very glad i got to work with you know the people that i did and you know everything just worked as smoothly as it did because i mean we're talking we began production um it was actually it was in the winter of 2020 so i mean you're talking like rampant covid and then you know we're out there in like freezing temperatures i remember there's one scene in specific when i'm shooting and i actually wake up uh in the scene it it looks cold like the whole entire film is like on a grayscale. and i remember going back and watching that and someone asked me like dude is that is that color graded and i was like no that was actually it was that cold you can physically see my breath on screen and it was just like we would be shooting and 
I would I'd look down and someone would be like, Hey Jake, um, you good? And I was like, Yeah, he's like one of my one of my people doing lighting or camera work. He's like, You got some ice down in your beard, man. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> man, that beard was awful. It was so terrible. Yeah. Um well, it was a good look, though. But, you you know, you really did ruin question six, which was the film's posters and homage to the film The Revenant. Was that an inspiration? You already answered that one, so. Yeah, uh. so, yeah, I'll <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, so you can totally check out the poster. You can see it was, you can clearly see it was inspired by The Revenant. But there's just something so powerful about that presence, I believe, of Daniel Boone. Um, you know, and that that's, you know, what I was just talking to you about. I had... For this film, I had actually I'd let my hair and my beard grow out um, because we wanted to give the persona that the guy, you know, he, he was in real life. He was truly, I guess what you would call a mountain man, mm-hmm. um, especially in Appalachia. You know, he he discovered the Cumberland Gap. You know, he was, you know, abducted by natives. Uh, I mean, just so many crazy things in this guy's life. Um, so we had to give off that persona. And anybody that knows me, you know, I don't usually I, I, I carry some scruff on the face. And, you know, I'm, I'm usually really clean cut, but man, this movie, my beard was just, oh, it was so bad. It was so itchy. It was awful. You know, get food in it. Just really nasty. And, you know, if you have good friends, they'll tell you, like, oh, you got some food in your beard, you know, so, but it was, it was really, really, it, I hated it. And honestly, when someone asked me, they're like, what was your favorite part of making this film? I say, uh, getting to shave my beard and cut my hair yeah. because my hair was so long. I was running around, had it up in like a little like a man ponytail and it was just so terrible all the time and I, you'd be sitting on the couch at night you can't see anything because your hair is like all in your face and it was, it was it was just good to be able to you know come out of that transition out of that character although i did enjoy being that character uh, it was good to come back to be jake instead of daniel boone <laughs> Yeah, I you know I I can totally see that. I'm I'm pretty much done. I think with long hair myself, but but no, you play that part so well. And and I've actually had people come up to me and I, well, I told you the other night somebody came up to me um, in Walmart and was asking me about it. You know, I was just out with the family at Walmart and they're like, I looking forward to seeing Boone. Like I'm like. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's really good. Uh, you know, come down, come watch yeah, it. Yeah, you know? absolutely, man. So, yeah, so um, I got I got a good one here. I know I probably already told you this, but for the viewing audience at home or those of you that are listening, so uh, you, uh, Batman. So I am a huge Batman fan. <laughs> I love the Batman stuff. Okay, so I think it was. What, like two or three weeks ago, is that maybe two weeks? ago. It was like the opening right. weekend because you went opening weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, it was when, it was opening weekend of Batman. Yeah, so it was opening weekend. Um, my wife had actually got us tickets to go see it. You know, it kind of surprised me. So we actually uh, went to the theater to watch Batman, and um, you can check out on my Instagram. I've got a little video of me actually standing in the theater, uh, and you know, the boom poster is it's actually it's up while I'm in the theater and like, it's, it's just so surreal and crazy because I look so much different in the film, uh, with the beard and the hair and I was all clean cut. No one recognized me. So it was kind of funny. Um, but I'm standing in concessions. I'm going up there to get our tickets printed off. And you know, I, there's this family in front of me. There's this dude and his wife and his kids, you know, they're getting their large popcorns and all this stuff and everything with Batman on it. And, the theater here in my hometown, it's got a little, um, what would you call that? Like a little LCD monitor or like a little screen. Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like a LCD screen that changes, yeah. Yeah, and it, it plays uh, feature film trailers or what's upcoming or what's next, you know, right there at the concessions. 
So all of a sudden I'm standing there and the trailer for Boone comes across and I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's it. The guy in front of me, he's just like so into it. And he's like telling his wife, he's like, we've got to go see this. This is, looks like such an awesome movie and stuff like that. <laughs> like I'm standing right behind him. So I reach up and I tap on the guy's shoulder. I was like, Hey, that looks like a pretty rocking movie. huh?" He's like, Oh yeah, dude, it totally does. <laughs> hey man, you know, people tell me I look just like that guy. He goes, really uh, yeah, i don't see it he says and he just turns back around and i was like oh my god that, that was that was golden that was a that was yeah actually it, that, golden. look that's like yeah no i don't i don't really see it man but um you know, he's like it, it might be a good you know ploy for you to try to pull it off i was like you don't think i look like him nah not really nah. So. now that guy's got long hair and a beard Clark Kent has yeah, glasses. Yeah. You're not Superman. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You're not Jake C. Young. What's wrong with you? So, what is coming up next? So, I've got some stuff in the pipeline. A lot of it is kind of classified, other than what's already been released. Um, because I'm not allowed to talk about it, because I'm under more copyright laws and I can shake a stick at. But, I've got a few appearances in upcoming films... Um, where I, I kind of have cameos or upcoming appearances. But as far as me and my personal work, I've got some stuff coming up. Uh, a lot of you might have seen a uh, – I've been running an Indiegogo campaign and putting up some teasers for something called uh, The Manco. It's a uh, it's a Western. I can't reveal the plot on that one or give you guys any, th- any information on what it's about. But I know if you guys like Boone and you like – Anything that we've done in the past, you're really going to love this flick. Um, and then I have also got another project, which I had worked on with uh, my partner in crime here that is interviewing me today. Um, <laughs> we have been working. Uh, we've been working on this for a while. Um, yeah. And I know you know about that. Um, we are actually making a, I guess you would call it a requel or a reboot. I um, guess Night it's, of the yeah. Living Dead. Yeah. Yes, so, um, you know, that is going to be an epic and fantastic film that i absolutely cannot wait to work on um unfortunately uh i'm not going to be in it but i am going to be behind the camera directing uh along with uh kenny here so i mean we are definitely i'm excited about this film and i think uh everyone else who sees this film is going to be really excited about it we're going to have a lot of homage to the original i can tell you that um, so I think a lot of people are, are really going to be, it's going to almost be like a reunion with old friends per se. Um, because you're really going to get a lot of, um, references, uh, back to, uh, Romero's, uh, night of the living dead. And also too, you know, uh, the script, the script has been like so amazing from the get go. And then I know you, you know, like you took it last weekend and kind of gave it some surgery and like some, you know, you basically yeah, made it. Yeah, we've had so many different. renditions of this thing. But uh, oh my god, each and, one but, is like so good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, each one is like slowly gotten better and better and better. But I want to say, I think Tyler, yes. is a fantastic writer. I love him so much. And he, Tyler really deserves all the credit, you know, on the writing for this because that dude came up with just the most golden written script I think I have read in a long time. We had kind of concocted the idea and, you know, give him, you know, the treatment. But 
And uh, Tyler, he is a fantastic rider, and I will never say anything but good things about that guy. Same. And I am, you know, he a lot of his stuff got left in this original script as well that we're going off now. But man, I mean, what an amazing script that we actually come out with. Yeah, and and I really cannot wait to give the cast their new scripts. Um, and, oh yeah, the and, cast of this one. We got some really good cast in here. A lot of. We're actually using a lot of unknowns, but after I think after this, um, a lot of people are you, you're going to start, you know, really paying attention to these people because each one of these individuals delivers such powerful performance that it is it, it's something that that's going to leave you, you know, stunned on the edge of your seat. So absolutely, it will. I cannot wait either to get started on it. I'm looking, like I'm looking so forward to it. So, any last words you would like to leave the listeners with? Last word. So after Boone's premiere, we are going to be releasing to digital and, um, you know, uh, putting some stuff up on up on the websites, like some merch, um, even some like DVD copies and stuff like that. So if you guys aren't local and you cannot make it to one of the uh, local theater showings, Boone is in if it's not going to be in your area which uh, that's a possibility soon, um, you can totally check it out online or, you know, uh, just wait for it to come out on digital. Um, and I I really hope that everyone will enjoy Boone as much as I did making it. Um, I hope this will give a little bit of perspective on one of, uh, one of the greatest frontiersmen I think that ever lived. Uh, you know, although, you know, the film, it, it is told in a modern version versus, you know, the old traditional 1700s version but i think this still is able to capture a lot of the um, the essence that daniel boone went through so yeah uh that's where you can check out the film if you can't watch it or make it to the premiere um yeah just get it on digital or check out our website um and to everyone who has been so supportive of our work um you know we we truly appreciate that um and that, i'm not just saying that we truly appreciate each and every person who is had anything to do with our work as far as supporting it because we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for those individuals um we wouldn't be able to create content if it weren't for you guys at home our viewing audience who you guys literally give us the want to keep going so you know i just want to say a sincere thank you to everyone who watches our stuff supports our stuff and you know please by all means um check out the films uh check out what we got coming up you can check out our websites too um we've got a lot of stuff we're going to have on there about upcoming projects and you know new stuff um and check out scotty's books if you guys have never read scotty's books he's a fantastic author um shut up this is not about me really it's not about uh no man come on He, he makes some really good stuff so if you guys have never checked out any of scotty's stuff go check his stuff um, but yeah, man, that's kind of all the last words that I've got to offer. What's up, everyone? Joe here for another segment for the Beam Me Up podcast. How's everyone feeling? Hope you're doing great. Um, I just... I'm so bummed out right now. Um, you know, like I said, I'm trying to keep things light, trying to keep things fun, but uh, I don't know. 
I um, was really looking forward to something, and it uh, let me down. So let's get right into it. And that is on the topic of one of the best horror franchises in history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Netflix decided to launch a very random um, addition to their catalog uh, back in in February, Um, and that was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This was a bit of an onslaught for me because I'm usually up to date on any kind of horror film that's in the works, like, I guess, bigger names, classic franchises, remakes, stuff like that. I'm usually pretty uh, aware of what's going on. This, I had heard about maybe a month before it was released. I I was ecstatic because... I don't know. It seemed like a very random time. It wasn't Halloween. It's uh, a horror film launched in February on Netflix, and it's uh, in addition to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre catalog. Um, So I had mixed feelings, for sure, as I typically do with these kind of films. Um, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, uh, I believe it came out in 1974, Toby Hooper uh, directed it. It was an absolute game changer to the horror franchise. It was the first masked serial killer franchise, um, kind of. So the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974, and Halloween had come out in 78. Um, And so... Technically, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out before, but Halloween came out with their first one in 78 and then followed it up a couple years later with a second. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre didn't really follow up with their second one until like 86. So it was well over a decade since the first one came out. So it really didn't come out as a franchise the way that Halloween did. So I guess it's arguable. Um, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out then, and it just was completely the most disturbing thing I think a lot of people had seen, because at the time, obviously, when it came out, there really wasn't much like it, but also um, because there weren't any real faces or names in the film, like there weren't any notable actors or you know, to- Toby Hooper wasn't really a name yet. And, you know, so when people watched it, when you go back and see that movie, it's incredibly disturbing, even the older you get, because it looks like a homemade movie. And it looks like this is actually documented almost with people. Yes, it's got its cheesy moments and all the other stuff that you can point out. But for that time, it really was... uh an overly disturbing film for people, uh, which obviously, you know, us that like horror films these days and followed them for decades, you know, we get giddy about that. It's almost like a little culty group of these classic movies. Um, but they went on to make the second one a couple, like a decade plus years later. Um, 
and they had to make it almost comical because the first one was so disturbing. So in the second one, if you watch it, I mean, Dennis Hopper's in it, so he was a big name at the time, um, and they just have a lot more comic relief to it, although it's still gruesome and scary and all the fun stuff into it. Um, But anyways, I digress. Later on, 2003, I want to say, they came out with a reboot. Um, You know, Michael Bay produced it or whatever, and I remember being excited about it, but I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. It was around the same time Freddy vs. Jason came out, and that was amazing. But the 2003 reboot with Jessica Biel and uh, I don't even know who else is in it, um, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, It had all the original elements to it, but was at a newer time and had uh just the 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 same sort of eerie creepiness that the original had without over hollywooding it or making it pretty is what i mean by that so that was great and i think that kind of revived the franchise quite a bit which after that they went on to make a prequel as they were doing in the era And then, of course, during the era when 3D movies came out, they tried to do a 3D version, which was ridiculous. And then the one they just did before this last was just called Leatherface. And that was like even more of a prequel where it kind of uh, explained how Leatherface, as a kid, how he became into this world or whatever. And... It, from what I remember, it actually wasn't horrible. Um, I I enjoyed a good amount of it, from what I can remember. I think it came out in like 2017. Worth watching. Well, anyways, Netflix just launched this new one, only called the Texas Chain or only called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I don't know how many times they can go away or go with like just calling it Texas Chainsaw Massacre because there's like three of just that title. Um but I don't I don't even know what to say about this one. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's just I I'm speechless. I don't know like the storyline absolutely asinine. I don't get where they were trying to take the story. Um they tried I, and I, I'm not one for spoilers, so I'm not going to ruin it if you want to watch it. But, you know, they, they try to uh, bring in a an element of the very original one, which is crazy when they talk like 50 years later. And so with that in mind, 50 years and Leatherface is still like moving around like he's, you know, a young boy. I don't. I it it's just too unbelievable. Um I mean for the shock value, the the grotesqueness, the just the horror, all this stuff that you're kind of expecting in those films, sure, they did a good job. There's some particular scenes that just like obviously give you what you want if that's what you're watching, but I enjoy just seeing how the story goes as well in some of these cuz it's it is a a very crazy story 
Um, if you go back and see the original and you see some of the family ones and, you know, it's a wild, wild ride. But this one, no idea what they were trying to do. They were really trying to bring up like or meet two different generations and just kind of show how people these days are so like pussified in their in their ways. And, uh, you know, it's a real like don't mess with Texas kind of vibe. Um, but the storyline, I'm sorry. I know that horror films don't have the greatest acting, but I think that's part of their their allure. But now we're at this point where it's like the acting is just too over the top for what it's supposed to be, um, which was sort of distracting with some of the main characters. Um, and again, I don't know how many times they can regurgitate the exact same thing. I mean, you can do it, but you can truly find a good way to do it. An example, you know, I know they're they're doing a billion of these Halloween um Halloween stories to try to like finalize it but you know you can find a good approach on it I might be in the minority but for the Halloween movies I really did enjoy Rob Zombie's way that he approached one and two Um, obviously the first one for him was half of it was a remake the other half was his own story about what happened in between him as a kid to an adult and then his second one was just completely Rob Zombie's story which a lot of people gave it flack they didn't really like it, but I enjoyed it because it was a new approach to the story. Um, and I get that people want to try to do a lot of these prequels and establish where these characters came from, maybe give them a little bit of background, uh, bring in some nostalgia with some older characters, um, and, and just kind of do that. But I don't know, man. Um, I just was very disappointed with this texas chainsaw massacre um i don't know what netflix was thinking by having it on their platform in february but um i hope it works out for them i guess you know looking at the ratings looking at the reviews stuff like that everyone seems to feel about the same uh as i did i think some people just got excited because they're they're reaching newer generations of of kids that didn't know what it was and now they'll go back and see the original they'll probably look at that and go oh this is cheesy or this isn't cool or whatever they didn't have cell phones i you know i don't know what people will complain about these days but i'm going to complain that i didn't like this newer one you guys decide for yourself that's what i have for you today thank you for listening to me rant leave some reviews on what you think about it let me know what you think about it um, again, I'm a huge horror, horror film, uh, fanatic. So I'll probably have more episodes where I just go on a diatribe about, you know, these things that I enjoy, the horror films I enjoy on top of many other things. So thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave some reviews. Um, until then you guys stay safe and keep being a rock star.